Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another edition of the Meerkat Musings podcast with your host, Daft Ramon, aka Ben. And wow, do we have an interesting one for you this morning. If you've watched the news or read the news or listened to the news, you'll be aware that one Donald Trump has been tested positive for the coronavirus, as has his wife, Melena. So, the... Well, arguably, the most powerful man in the world. That's debatable, but there was an argument for that. Has come down with COVID-19. How could this have happened? Surely the president would, well, be made in some respects to take every possible precaution. Surely his advisors would be giving him tips and tricks to, to avoid this thing. But obviously not. Because Trump does what he wants. He's played down this virus almost from the beginning. He played down the importance of masks. He has refused to wear a mask. He has organised and hosted massive rallies filled with people, a lot of whom are not wearing masks, packed to the gills. Trump has not respected social distancing. And surprise, surprise, he now comes down with a deadly virus. Now, I don't wish death and suffering upon anyone, even though I think most of the people that listen to this podcast would agree that Trump is quite a vile person. I'm not going to wish him harm. That's not who I am. So I won't do that. However, this does potentially put a massive spanner in the works for Trump's election campaign. And... Well, for his health, because he's not a young man. He's 74 years of age, and the virus does tend to take its toll on on people, especially older people, such as Trump. And let's be realistic here, and I know some people are going to protest at this comment, but you look at Trump and you don't exactly see a healthy, thriving human being. That much is pretty clear. He doesn't have the look about him of someone who's in the best shape of his life. And now he has a virus which can be very, very deadly, as we know. So what happens? I, I don't know what happens. What happens? He becomes seriously ill during the election campaign. Worst case scenario, what happens if he dies during the election campaign? Does the campaign get postponed? Do they swear in Pence as president? And he then goes up against Biden? I don't know. Best case scenario from Trump's point of view, he doesn't get particularly ill. Even so, he's got to isolate in the middle of a massive campaign for the presidency. What does he do then? How do you manage that? So, yeah, this does... Throw a spanner in the works for Trump, I believe. He's the one that has, of course, been playing this virus business down for a long, long time and pouring scorn upon the various measures designed to help slow down the rate of infection. And now he has the virus, which, if we're being realistic here, folks, makes him look rather daft. So, yeah, it's all kind of going a little bit pear-shaped for Donald Trump right now.
and you'll forgive me if I don't feel a great deal of sympathy. As I say, I don't wish him to die. I don't wish him to wind up in, in a debilitating state from this. That's not who I am. But if it were to cost him the presidency, if it were to remove any question whatsoever about his competence, then I won't lose any sleep over that. Because, frankly, we've all seen it for ourselves. Trump has been a disastrous and divisive leader. He has not managed to do anything, really, of consequence. He's certainly failed to unite America. If anything, he's actually divided it even more. And it'll be a relief to the world when he is finally out of office, which will hopefully be next month. Well, he won't be out of office next month, but he will hopefully lose the election next month and will have no choice but to then step down in January. One assumes that he'll play by the rules. I don't really see how he would not play by the rules. It would be politically, well, it would be political suicide if he did try to cling to power somehow. I don't think he'll actually do that. I think that's bluster. But the very fact that he's going to make comments like that kind of makes you wonder if it's crossed his mind. Not that Trump has much of a mind. He's made that very, very clear over the past few years. But like I say, I'm not going to wish him dead. I'm not going to wish him crippled or anything like that. Because I think that's a horrible thing to wish upon anyone. But I certainly wish that this cost him the election. It's made him look like an utter idiot. And we shall see how that pans out. What else is going on? What else is going on? Let's move away from Trump for a second. It's it's autumn. And almost as though a switch has been thrown, we have torrential rain. It is absolutely atrocious out there right now. I'm watching through my window and I've been out in it actually this morning to take my daughter to school. And the rain is hammering down. Well, I say hammering down. It's not hammering down. But it's coming down steadily. It's soaking everything. Wow. Has the weather changed? Has it turned sharply? With that, of course, brings the possibility of more colds, more flu, which in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic is the last thing that we need, but it is a reality we have to face. There's been some chatter about vaccines in the news one thing which I did read is we shouldn't expect an instant kind of relief from this just because we end up with a vaccine. Let's say we end up with a vaccine next March. It doesn't mean that everything goes back to normal next March because the vaccine still has to be produced, it still has to be distributed, it has to be stored. There's going to be a lot of work involved in vaccinating an entire nation. So it'll be a gradual process and the more and more people become vaccinated, the more and more people get this treatment, the more relaxed we can be. Albeit we start to be mindful and careful, of course. But that's the next thing, I guess. The next big thing uh, is to hope and, if you believe in it, pray. We end up with a vaccine sooner rather than later. And then hope that we can roll it out reasonably quickly in the quickest and safest way possible 
to reach as many people as possible. And then, and then perhaps at some point next year, we can start to resume a normal existence. Because it will be something that doesn't happen until probably the middle of next year now that we end up getting some sense of normality back. We have to live with this virus for the immediate future. 2020 has been a terrible year, but when it finishes, COVID-19 will still be here. That's the bottom line. That's the reality that we have to face up to. As unsavory and as miserable a thought as that is, because we'd love to think that 2021 resets the clock, so to speak, this virus will be with us next year. It could be with us this time next year. It depends on how quickly we get a vaccine produced. It depends on how quickly we can get tested and then how easily and how quickly we can mass produce it, which are all questions I can't answer. I haven't got a clue. I hope, of course, this will be done quite swiftly. I know there are efforts around the world to push this thing through as fast as possible. I wish everyone working on a vaccine the very best of luck with that, of course. I hope they stay safe because a lot of them are working with this virus. They're putting themselves in harm's way to find a cure for us. So I hope they stay safe, of course, in this process. I continue to hope that all the frontline workers, all the workers uh, in the NHS and emergency services stay safe in the face of all this as well, because they're still putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. And I wish all of you love, peace. I hope that wherever you are, you remain safe. And I look forward to the day when we can all meet up properly with our family and our friends and resume our normal lives.